Coming up next, we've got Evangelist Joseph Cohen and a very special guest, Pastor Paul K. Lee, coming up next. Here we go. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is a live show tonight, Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Welcome, everyone. And uh, Brother Joseph, would you like to introduce our guest? Well, why don't you open up in prayer first, Brother Shannon? Let's do it. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and do these programs today. We ask that you bless the broadcast, bless everyone that comes out. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over us all, and we invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, um... Tonight, I'm going to interview uh, Pastor Paul Lee, and he has a um, a very interesting life um, that he had uh, before he's come to know Jesus and since he's come to know Jesus. And um, one of the um, things that the scripture says, um, it's easier for a camel to go through uh, an eye of a needle than for a rich man to come uh, into the Lord. But when we think of rich, uh, we think of um, finances. Um, and that's part of it. But there's also people uh, who have uh, power um, that are very high up in their job and a lot of pride, and a lot of ego and self-centeredness. Because Jesus said that he came um, for those that were sick, uh, those that needed a physician. And, and people who are in that type of atmosphere, uh, basically, um, it's all about them, uh, what they can do, uh, they're self-made, and so forth and so on. So you're going to hear the testimony uh, tonight of Pastor uh, Paul Lee uh, in regards to uh, him being uh, that type of person. Uh, So, uh, Pastor Paul, thank you for coming on um, our show uh, tonight and and to share uh, with the people um, about how Christ has changed your life. And, and to give hope to people who are believers uh, but might be having difficulty holding on to the Lord. So, um, uh, Pastor Paul, um, you, when you, you were born uh, in uh, North Korea, w- w- um, was your family um, a, a family uh, of uh, believers? Was your family an atheist family uh, w- w- or Buddhist? Or how was it growing up, Pastor? Yeah, first uh, I want to just express my gratitude for having me here for this program. And uh, second, I I, uh, I was born in South Korea, not North Korea. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Forgive okay. me for that. I'm oh, that's sorry. all right. Okay. And. Uh, Yes, I was born in a family do not know Jesus at all. So totally uh, atheistic background. I was grown up, and, and then so, uh, yeah, go ahead, please. Were you saying an atheist background? Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, people in uh, Korea, South Korea, uh, that are, uh, are Buddhist and, and uh, of that nature. Uh, did they go to any Buddhist church, or did you go there, or was it just kind of not not anything at all doing to uh, religion? Yeah, lots of people they call they are Buddhist, but the uh, we are not. We sometimes went to. Uh, Buddhist temple for some special occasion, but the uh, not for the, uh, the religious purposes. Okay, so well, how was it uh, growing up for you? Did you have uh, uh, any 
any sense of emptiness in your life? Um, th- did you have any uh, goals uh, as a young boy, what you wanted to do in your life? Uh, because uh, wh- when you don't have a relationship with Jesus, um, um, there's a void in your life. Uh, th- did you sense that at an early age? Yeah, when I was young, uh, I, li- I had a hobby. To science and making things. And uh, I was so busy just doing that and enjoying my life. And the world was waiting for me with a big hand. And uh, yeah, I was enjoying my life when I was young. Mm. <clears throat> and, and, and when you say uh, enjoying it, you were just involved in, as you said, science and things of that nature. That kept you busy, so um, th- there wasn't much time to uh, be be where you kind of self-examine yourself and, and say, uh, what's going on in my life? Why is it feel empty? Because that's what you were doing, right? Yes, uh, so while I was in Korea, I was so busy catching up those things, what I like to pursue. And it was until I came to the U.S. and uh, finished my uh, thesis and uh, hired in uh, Bell Telephone Laboratories. And then uh, some kind of uh, examining inside began when I was there. So it was at a later time. Later time. So were you you pretty good in school? Uh, Was there any type of uh, rebellion in your heart? Uh, Or were you just kind of were uh, a student that kind of just was studying and going about your business? Yes, studying and studying. So um, that the... uh, I was pretty well supported from my uh, family. My my father, he was a medical doctor, and uh, and I was uh, just uh, pushing myself toward that career building. So uh, studied very hard to get into the uh, one of the uh, good university there, and uh, I finished this master's degree up there. And then I prepared to come over here. So here and, I, uh, yes. And, and so when you came over here, um, was it kind of um, hard for you to fit in coming to America from coming where you were in South Korea? Or did you kind of uh, get right in there because um, you were, um, you know, you, you were going into go to school here? Yeah, it was a huge cultural shock. But the, in terms of studying physics, I didn't see any problems at all. So I was excelling my academic work in the uh, in the school. So uh, until I get job after graduation, I was really busy. I I, I knew only uh, laboratories in the school. And my house, just uh, going back and forth between two places, that was my life. So um, now you're coming into a, a nation where um, there are um, a, a lot of people um, that are Christians, um, especially uh, in the area now, when, when, did you come in in, in the seventies, uh, Pastor Paul, to the, the yeah, states? It was nineteen nineteen seventy six, and there was I was welcomed by a friend family. It's a good, you know, Christian family welcomed me, and uh, invited me into their house and uh, just uh, fed me and prayed over me. And so on, but uh, in terms of religion, that didn't ring a bell to me. But I was thankful for them. 
So, so now when you're in school, because um, in the 70s, uh, people in the, in the schools and the colleges were not brainwashed by uh, atheist professors uh, as they are today uh, about uh, um, there's no God and also with all of the, the garbage. Uh, and there's a lot of good stuff that's still taught in school, <laughs> but there's also a lot of satanic stuff uh, that are in there. Yes, and, uh, no one. No one except that family, but friend family, no one else really uh, talked to me about uh, Jesus except some uh, colleague students, few of the students. I, I see. So um, uh, was there a, a time uh, when uh, you, because you're, you're an, so evidently you're an atheist now and you're in a Christian home, but you mm-hmm. don't want to hear too much about Jesus. Uh, was there ever a time where in school maybe you wanted to uh, debate uh, 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 maybe against uh, the Christians and bring them onto your side, like like a lot yeah, of the so, professors are doing today? Yeah, particularly um, during the weekend, we had uh, we have gathered the students gathered and uh, you know, having some party, eating together drinking together, something like that. And I met that some uh, Christian friends, they tried to evangelize me, but I was uh, resisting them. I built up some kind of uh, nasty theory to debunk Christianity at the time. So uh, after all, they didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, because they, they they didn't want to hear what you you had to kind of draw them away. Yeah. So, so so now, uh, um, uh, uh, when you came to the stage, you're in the school. Uh, your thesis is pretty much over. Um, so, uh, a, a marriage was that uh, something that you were looking for uh, when you came to the states? Yes, just before finishing my thesis, I went back to Korea and married with my wife. And, and, and okay, and then you came back. Okay, um, yes. now, now you, you said that you worked at Bell, Bell Labs, um, which is very well known, am I correct? Yes, it is a very uh, well-known place. As far as science and engineering is concerned, and, and, and so, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, you you have a goal uh, to be a very uh, top-notch scientist, and so uh, you must have uh, kind of had that in your heart, even though you got married, because you. You want to pursue that. Did, did that affect your family life? And 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 uh, were you home less than at work? Yes, I pressed very much, pressing myself to achieve more and more, more pay, paper after another paper and kind of a thing. And uh, at the time, uh, we had two children. And uh, I had very small, little amount of time spending with my family at the time. So uh, there was some kind of uh, difficulty in my family. That, meant, that kind of meant it a little, a little tough uh, with, with uh, I guess, with your wife and, and probably also with your children, right? That's right, yes. Yeah. So... so um, there is two types of churches um, on when people go to um, on on Sunday. Um, they go there's a church where the pastor uh, has a relationship with Jesus and uh, born again uh, teaching the Bible, and then there's the church where there a pastor could be believe in anything. Uh, even be uh, 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 atheist and just uh, go behind the pulpit as somebody who um, is leading people astray um, and people who are not believers and not born again they think that anybody who has a church uh, 
out there, the name of their denomination uh, or a Catholic church, that they're automatically uh, God's church and born again. Um, so which, which uh, um, did, did you um, get yourself involved in, in the church? Yes, uh, at the time, uh, you know, we are, we are immigrants and uh, we needed some social life. So my wife's friend and so on, they were going to a church. It's Korean churches are mostly Presbyterian church. And, uh, yeah, they are devout. And, uh, yeah, we were invited there a couple of times. We attended a few times. And my personal reason, I didn't like that place, and we stopped. And then uh, my wife's friend and uh, yet my my wife's friend's uh, relative, who who's been a Presbyterian believer, but at the time they were born again, husband and wife. They were having Bible study and recruiting people, and we were recruited by them, hmm. and having Bible study before going to church. Mm-hmm. Now you were recruited by them, but uh, you were just th- there. I mean, you you weren't a believer, correct? No, I didn't want to be a believer. You know, remember in, in when I was in school, try to uh, win back those Christians, right? And uh, yet, that Bible study is a good chance to get Christians back out, back to the world. So. Uh, yeah, I just uh, agreed immediately, and we went there. And this Bible study was a uh, set up very special way, just like uh, people like me. There were about uh, six, seven people. They were all non-believers. And uh, we had uh, two parts in the Bible study. First part was a beer drinking, the social time. And then after that is over, then we had a Bible study. And yes. we were studying about the fruit of the Spirit. That was the uh, subject we were studying. And uh, it went by a couple of years. So, so, so you're, you're, you're in a church um, that is um, basically uh, a church that's not planted in Christ. Um, you don't have um, a drinking party and then go in and learn the Word of God. Um, and, and, yeah, this is and, a Bible study. Yeah, well, a same Bible thing. study. Yeah, it's Bible yeah. study, whatever, same mm-hmm. thing. Where two or more are gathered, that's church. It doesn't have to be in a building. And, and so basically you were involved with the wrong type of people, not knowing it. Uh, and, but and, the... Uh, that the Bible study leader and uh, his wife were so devout, they yeah. were even uh, fasting for us mm-hmm. without telling us yeah. and well, uh, try to win the soul so much. Yeah. And then well, uh, later on, after time passed by, we understood what kind of a sacrifice they paid for us. You know, that was a really great thing to find out afterwards. Yeah. And well, well, it was, uh, if it was, was not, that kind yeah. of settings, and those people who were in the Bible study wouldn't have joined any other Bible studies. That was mm-hmm. a good introduction scheme. Mm-hmm. It well, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good introduction uh, uh, place uh, <laughs> where um, you, you were uh, started in there uh, with uh, the wrong tool to use you to go and do it, having a drinking party. So That's let's just right. move on. Yes. Let's just move. Yeah, let's move on from that. How 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 did it come uh, to you where um, where you were able to start to realize about Jesus? Did any uh, thing? happened to you uh, some people happens where there's a tragedy that leads people to a little bit more about Jesus other people get sick and they get healed in their body and, and that may be leading to Jesus is there anything like that that yes. happened to you 
uh, I didn't have that kind of things in my case, but the, um, what I felt during the Bible study, I encountered a human being just uh, working for us and praying for us and sacrificing for us selflessly. They had a really good heart. When, uh, when we were hearing uh, the prayers uh, said by those people, that, that leader and wife, they were so sincere and so pure. So uh, we all thought that the, uh, there must be something we didn't know before. So we were paying attention to. So that was the kind of a click came to our hearts and then it began to change. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went to church. And um, me and my wife uh, served as a, a choir member. And also uh, in the church, there was a uh, revival meeting time to time. And during that time, uh, I was really touched. And in the choir, singing some uh, hymnals and uh, that words and things like that really touched my heart. And uh, even uh, eyes were teary sometimes. Hmm. So... Uh, I was feeling the presence of the uh, presence of Jesus somehow, but I was pretty far away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get back to your um, uh, as a scientist. Um, w- when you were um, uh, going up there and getting up, uh, did you move up in the ladder and uh, have uh, uh, people to call you to speak at different uh, places and to present yourself? Actually, uh, yes, uh, we frequently went to, uh, that the, uh, academic society and give a presentation of the, uh, our works and publications and things like that. And, uh, I was also one time, uh, in, uh, just, uh, invited to, uh, American Physical Society as a keynote speaker. And that was quite honorable case. So I had that kind of occasions during the time. And, and then uh, uh, also uh, the work I have been doing have been uh, really recognized in the international academic society. Uh, did you go internationally and speak too? Yes, nationally, internationally. Yes. And so was there, uh, was there a lot of people from around the, the different countries that came to hear you? Yes. So, so, so um, did, did pride and ego and self-centeredness uh, get into your heart about, uh, look, look what I've done, look what I've accomplished, because now I'm up um, high in the ladder? Yes, um, and the more papers are published, and more recognition from uh, other people come, and uh, that that gave me more desire to push more, to study more, and so on. So my ego went up, but the uh, I began to feel emptiness in my heart. That was so, a, uh, an occasion. So so now you're, you're, you're feeling the emptiness, um, and, and now. People do a lot of things to fill the uh, emptiness up. Uh, they go gambling, they go partying, they go with women, they go drinking, they they do a lot of different things. What, what, was there anything that you did that kind of um, was not really what you should have been doing? Not, yeah, not such things, but the, I was keep on pushing my work deeper yeah. and deeper. Yeah. Deeper and deeper into your work. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and that made it deeper and deeper problems at home too, right? Exactly, and emptier and emptier in my heart. Now, did you ever go start to drink? I was a pretty good drinker, you know? so something like a scotch whiskey, one bottle, I can 
I could finish overnight. And even uh, next morning, didn't hang over, something like that. So, so, you, so you're talking that you could drink a bottle of scotch a night, or you did drink a bottle of yes. scotch a night, mm-hmm. and, yes. and you and, and you were still able to function in, in your work, even even though, of course, you're going to have a hangover the next day. That's right. In the, the next morning, I was able to go to work and function, but it's not uh, every night uh, emptying scotch bottles. But it's just once in a while. Yeah, well, whenever you did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you're drinking a whole bottle. <laughs> you know, I mean, some people have two, three drinks. You have a whole bottle. Um, so um, uh, as a young a youngster, when you had an idea to be a scientist, um, uh, did you ever think about the Nobel Peace Prize? And if you did, were you on your way to try to achieve that? Well, of course, uh, yeah, that was a, one of my dreams. And uh, even before I came to, came over to the States, you know, my friends and I were used to talk about that kind of things. So that's why we worked very hard, you know. Yeah, yeah to get that there. Um, now, so as a, as a scientist, uh, you, you must have enjoyed the stars and uh, telescopes. Uh, tell us about that, if that's what happened in you, too. Yeah, I had um, many, many um, hobbies. You know, photography and uh, amateur astronomy and the ham radios and uh, you name it. So many things. I was uh, enjoying that. And uh, recently, not recently, just some years ago, uh, one of the lasting hobby was a uh, telescope making and uh, astrophotography. The building telescope and the drive system and the camera on it and the take the pictures of a very deep sky objects and things like that. So, so basically that, that was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, intense there. Uh, I mean, here you're doing all that and plus all the hobbies you have and working. Uh, no wonder you had a, um, <laughs> you had a full life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so what? Uh, well, I was, uh, just uh, spreading myself thin. Mm. So that way I was mm. able to do that. Yes. Um, so, so you, you had told, you had said something about that you had a, a stomach problem, uh, and, and uh, uh, was there a yes, woman? Because, uh, you know that the uh, after very intensive uh, study and uh, prepare paper and present present before public, and that is repeating, repeating again. And then I felt really, I was very stressed even. So that the nervous condition that gave me a stomach problem. So something like a stomach ulcer, it's really painful after having meal. So that was the condition lingering many years. And um, did you get healed of it? Yes, when I met, actually, uh, before I met Jesus, uh, there is a meeting, Jesus also, I was uh, watching a videotape about the uh, divine healing from uh, one speaker of interest, and and uh, all of a sudden, and uh, the preacher was talking about Isaiah 53, 5, by the stripes, we are healed. So as a scientist, it seemed so simple. There is nothing complicated about that. By the stripes, Jesus got a lot of stripes on his body. And then that is a, uh, just a healing agent for us. And uh, I believe that. And all of a sudden, some uh, fireball came into my body, scanning my body inside completely, and then uh, 
including my stomach, and left. And I felt the heat and so on, and I didn't have any pain. So I called my uh, family at that time, and then went to the uh, some kind of a buffet. They served a lot of food, and I had the uh, five dish full of a f- food at the time and didn't have any trouble. So uh, I, I experienced the divine healing. But that just pumped up my faith very much at the time. So you had five dishes of food. When you, <laughs> when you, if you ate one little meal, you'd have pain and ulcers. And so, so now, what 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 you're saying, Pastor, is that you were healed and not really devoted to Christ. He, he he was showing himself to you, correct? Well, at at the time uh, we were attending uh, just a planted church, that's Presbyterian church, mm-hmm. and uh, we went through Bible study and uh, just uh, learning doctrines and things like that, and also uh, the gospel. What is gospel? We 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 understood what is gospel, but yet uh, didn't ring a bell in our heart, and then. Uh, that experience came, divine healing, and then uh, just uh, I felt yeah, Jesus is real. God is really healing. If God intends to heal, he can heal any. So because of that, I was seeking that the preacher of the tape I listened to, that the preacher was having uh, some kind of a crusade meeting in California. So uh, they had a meeting a few months after that healing, and I decided to go. And I went there, and I really met Jesus over there. Tell me um, uh, um, <clears throat> how Jesus embraced you. Yes, uh, it was a ballroom of a hotel. And... Uh, about 400 people were in there. And then at that time, preacher was uh, preaching about uh, sins and forgiveness and also uh, repentance and so on. So you have to get rid of your sin, otherwise you don't have any hope. And uh, reading uh, like uh, chapter 1 of Roman and so on, and those uh, titles of sins were really attacking me, and uh, I was really cornered by the preaching. And then uh, I really surrendered. I was really talking to the Lord. Lord, if you are here, I cannot go any further with this kind of uh, condition. I needs to meet you. You are the only one who can forgive me. And I was just seeking him. And then uh, all of a sudden, all the 400 people in the ballroom disappeared. I was uh, with Jesus in that place. So he was uh, embracing me and telling me, you are forgiven. Mm. And then uh, tears really running down. And also a heavy weight of my shoulder just lifted. Mm. And then it came back to the reality. And a lot of people around me saw what happened to me. And they immediately asking me, pray for me, pray for me. That was really interesting response from the people. So, so, so that basi- way I met Jesus. Basically... You just saw Jesus and nobody else was in the room, but they were in the room, but you didn't see him. But it was exactly. just you, you and Jesus in, in the room. Um, did, 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 um, did, did, uh, Jesus say anything to you, uh, about yeah, loving I, you or, I mean, uh, he said that you are forgiven. That was what I wanted to hear most at the time. Mm. Because I was really uh, painful with the sins I had. 
all of that. I couldn't help my sin. Nobody else except Jesus. That's why I was seeking him. And uh, probably I was in the in heaven, different realm with Jesus. You know. You were in, so anyway. uh, you, you were in heaven. You had a heavenly experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so so. Um, uh, well, go on. What happened was a uh, preaching went on, and then that the preaching was a. Uh, about the uh, First Corinthians three sixteen, don't you know you are the uh, temple of the Holy Spirit? Mm. And then that scripture really uh, exploded in me. Wow, I'm the temple of God, and uh, I tried to pray, Heavenly Father, and then I saw amazing thing. Huge highway is stretching from my heart to heaven. Where Heavenly Father is. Mm. And he said, I love you, son. Wow. So that happened, and uh, it was continuously happening in that conference, in that revival meeting. And uh, yes, I was uh, actually outside the world throughout. It's really um, God met you in a in a powerful way, especially uh, with um, your vocation and and climbing up the ladder and and with uh, getting uh, recognized all over the world. Um, and, and and it's all about me. But when you came to Christ. Uh, what was the transformation in your thinking once Jesus came into your life about uh, your, your life yes, uh, without him? I became too small and uh, became selfless. Mm. And I was able to forgive anybody. But that was a um, when I was praying, when I encountered someone in reality, it's a different story, but... Uh, that's growing process. And, uh, yes, I was filled with the spirit and, uh, I was obedient to the spirit and I joined that, uh, that the crusade group. They were having about uh, that kind of a meeting almost every month. And I, I volunteered to join and work together and I saw so many people transformed like me through that activity and so on. It was a blessing. When you said you saw the scripture, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, that meant the alcohol had to go, right? Yes, not only alcohol, maybe anything, anything that was abusing material for our body, it should go immediately, right? And God took the desire away for that, correct? Yes. So I was drinking heavily before, so it's all gone instantly. So I'm not a brewery for alcoholic drinks, and I'm not the chimney stack smoking. So uh, that kind of a sanctification was coming quickly. Hmm. So basically, the transformation was starting, and with that transformation, uh, uh, your wife must have seen it, correct? Yes, uh, she saw that, and the following month, there was another meeting like that, so uh, I suggested her to attend the meeting, so she did. And uh, when she came back, and uh, we met at the airport, and uh, we were so happy just uh, together. And uh, yes, we were singing like uh, Because He Leaves. And uh, we had a really good time on the way back home. And we were actually uh, working together for the church, praying together. And uh, yeah, a whole different thing happened. And then our children saw the changes of our life and uh, church people saw the change and uh, 
my workplace people change. They saw the change. And uh, yeah, it was a really amazing time. And we were so happy. And so, so basically, with the change, um, uh, with them coming to Christ, uh, uh, there mo- there must have been a, 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 a very deep healing uh, where uh, before it was chaos. Uh, as you were uh, a quote unquote a mad scientist away from your family, uh, <laughs> now she sees a loving uh, uh, husband and father. Um, so there had to be a, a, a tremendous healing in the family, correct? Yes. So um, the prayer life changes, and the Bible reading life changes, and the human interaction changes, and so many things changed. And uh, we have been really devout for the uh, church activity, and also. Uh, some short-term missions. So it was before sent my life was centered around me, and uh, after that, totally centered around the Lord Jesus. Amen. And the um, the desire for fame and fortune for yourself uh, switched to the desire for... Uh, people to understand that what does mm-hmm. it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Right. That's right. Uh, so uh, my faith was uh, exponentially growing at the time. So one time uh, at the Bear Labs, I was asking to the Lord, Lord, how come my faith is growing like this without going down? And he told me, you Abandoned what you loved most for me. Mm. And mm. I was in tears. Yes. That, that reminds me of Abraham when he was ready to kill Isaac. And, and, and the knife uh-huh. went right down and the Lord said, no, no, we know. Yes. Meaning Jesus is talking mm-hmm. about the Father and the Son. Uh, we mm-hmm. know that uh, you were ready to give up what you love the most and sacrifice them. And then yes. he stopped them. And so that was um, wonderful. Now, there are people that have visions and dreams. There's people that see angels. Did you ever have any experiences like that? Oh, yeah. I had uh, many visions and uh, in my life, many, many encounters as well. Yes. C- c- can you give one... And- that, that stands out in your mind right now, Pastor? Yes. Uh, for example, we were running many Bible studies in Pennsylvania, in uh, upstate New Jersey, in the New York, and uh, flushing many places. And uh, during the winter, the difficult thing is that the snow. So, uh, when we go to the Bible study, I just uh, went with whole family, my two children and my wife and so on. And then after the, having that Bible study and coming back, sometimes the road is completely covered with snow and pouring. And yes, uh, we were driving uh, fearlessly and speaking in tongue and uh, we just, uh, our car was just sliding, running smoothly. Looks like it's not touching the ground. And I think that is the, that's the angels helping us. You said that because the Bible does say that we have angels unaware. Um, mm-hmm. so basically, and uh, when, uh, yeah, when, uh, our daughter, told me to uh, go for first uh, date. And I prayed so hard in tongue. And then that night, the five angels showed up in my dream. You don't have to worry a thing. And they appear as a military Green Beret members. <laughs> <having a> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and wow. the military uh, uniform. 
and a very strong body and a uh, good-looking young man and smiling at me and uh, don't worry about your daughter. Something like that. So God has warring angels, and you saw them; they were they were dressed yes. up. Uh, so, so basically, um, Bell Labs is pretty well known, and you said that people seen a change in you uh, at your work. Uh, did, did were you able to allow them to have you to have a Bible study there, and for people to come and have an atmosphere that was uh, different than before? Oh, yes, uh, that the Bible study was so tremendous. Lots of different background, denominational background people came. And uh, they come into the uh, Bible study room and they they weep, they wept. And uh, it, I, I, I didn't know. I was, my language is so poor, but Lord was working. And uh, one time... At the time, I was running a church. I planted a church. And then at Bell Labs, there was a problem. My area, all the production of the uh, photo detector, very high tech, production stopped because of the trouble. So Bell Labs was losing uh, one million a day. That's a big money at the time. Wow. And uh, the company in Mexico, they get Peace part from us and uh, do business, they lost, they were losing about several millions a day. Wow. So it was a big stress. So uh, after months of time, we have been meeting, meeting after meeting, try to solve the problem, and uh, nobody could. And the uh, director came one day, you're not going to go home until 8 o'clock until this problem is solved. And then uh, Wednesday, I had uh, to run a Wednesday night service. So I was leaving the company at 5 o'clock and uh, walking toward the uh, parking lot. And whom I met was this director who said that. So he was telling me, Paul, where do you think you're going now? So he was coming into the building. I'm going out of the building. So uh, I told him, well, I have some place to go. Excuse me. And I went. Next morning, I came back. I was a uh, bad, bad boy. Not uh, adhering to the company's uh, request and things like that. So uh, I felt bad about that. So I just closed my office door and sat down. And I just said one Prayer, one sentence. Lord, please pay attention to this situation. That's what I said. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 ideas coming to my head. It was so amazing. So I began to write it down on the paper. And then it tells why the problem happened and how to solve it completely. Everything was on the paper. Wow. So I uh, talked to my uh, supervisor at the time, and he was so happy, dancing. So uh, next morning, we're going to have a you know, big meeting. But the, one of the very snub men, he is a, a very proud man. He came to me and poor. Where do you get the uh, solution? Hmm. So I told him, I pointed my finger to heaven. Yeah. He did it. And he was so upset and just ran away from me. So next morning, oh, he said something like that. There are so many Christians in this building. And he was pointing fingers at me. Why you? So that was a direct challenge. And then the words to speak was on my back of the head already. Lord helps those who love him. And he was just running away from me. <laughs> the sure. next morning, in a meeting, the 
probably actually uh, there was a pastor's son you know, in, in the team. He said, uh, oh, Paul said it's a Genesis. And then uh, the director was there. So he said, wow, it's praise the Lord. And then uh, the one who gave me trouble the day before, he said, yes, uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I just <laughs> gather up. Let's stand up and let's praise the Lord. Solution came from him. And we're clapping, shouting, clapping, shouting. And then that was the meeting. That afternoon, the director came to me, closing the door behind my, behind him and telling me, Paul, we need people like you more in this company. Can you imagine? You know, Paul, and we'll we'll end it with this. Um, uh, What was was key is that in the old days, before you came to Christ, you, you would have been flat on your face if that happened. But when when you came to Christ, you asked one thing. You know, please, but God. Not only I came, yeah, not only I came to Christ, I was really obedient. I was a living, living with the Spirit. And from the morning, early morning to sleep, I was obedient to Him. Church and short mission and Bible studies and uh, pray for the sick. And all that was going 24-7 without ceasing. And then Lord was really honoring me. Yeah, so and it was he, hard. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and he honored it was you. Hard <clears throat> the uh, yeah, he honored you and um, he, he honored you by instantly giving you the answer when, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there could have been some chastisement because you left to go to church and, okay. but God, the, 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 the downloaded it to you right yeah. away and, and, and took yes. what could, could have been a bad situation and turned it around. So where he even said, we need more men like you in the, uh, in, in the company. Yeah, uh, like a Joseph's you. case, right? Like a Joseph's got turned around the evil tried by the devil. Turns around for good, yes. So, well, yeah. thank, thank you, thank you, Pastor Paul, for coming on and sharing uh, your journey. How a uh, a man who was uh, a mad scientist and who was uh, going for the Nobel Peace Prize, full of pride, full of ego, uh, the whole nine yards, uh, one who uh, was up there and um, uh, on your way to hell, uh, not knowing it, not That's killing right. anybody, not knowing I was, uh, yes. Had a not, big appointment. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not knowing, not knowing anything of of being evil, evil, uh, hurting people and so forth and so on. But but uh, the Lord came to you and, and changed you around to to do tremendous work uh, as a pastor, as a missionary in many different countries and in your in your um, in your job and and, and uh, that, that's uh, what a testimony to to glorify the Lord. So I just want to pray, uh, Lord. I pray uh, if there's anybody out there that you're listening. Um, that you're not a believer, um, uh, you might be an, even an atheist. You see what happened um, when uh, when a pastor uh, um, went to humble himself and how the Lord came into his life. And I pray that you receive Christ into your heart. You ask God to forgive you of your sins and, and to come into your life and, and uh, start to Praise him and thank him and get a Bible, read the Gospel of John about eternal life and uh, get to a church that's a born-again church. And, Lord, I pray for uh, the believers out there, Lord, that are hearing the word. Uh, Father God, I, I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you would strengthen them, Lord God, to um, to a point where uh, they, they will believe you for the impossible. Uh, Lord God, he was worried about his daughter. God sent angels. He was worried about uh, his job situation. God spoke to him. Uh, he, he needed a healing in his stomach, uh, even not as a believer. Uh, as a non-believer, 
uh, uh, the fireball came in. So there's nothing impossible for God to do. So I pray in Jesus' name that you would receive that in your heart and, and to know uh, that God is able to do anything that he wants to do, if it's his will, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Brother Shannon. All right, everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here with special guest Pastor Paul Lee tonight. We're going to take just a quick break and uh, go to a song. And um, Brother Joseph, do you want to have communion? Yeah, let's do communion, Brother okay. Shannon. Folks, if you'd like to join us for communion, you want to get your uh, bread and your juice or your wine ready, and uh, we'll play a song now from Marina Basic. Hope you enjoy it.
That is by Marina Basic. She wrote that song, Beautiful Music. And we want to welcome you here if you're here for the first time. Glad to have you. Uh, we take communion each week, and I'm going to read from the Word, and then we'll offer it to anybody who would like to take it. Now, you can take it if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. It's only available for believers. And if you're going to take communion, that's your meeting with the Lord, you want to search your heart before you take communion. If there's any sin that you have not confessed and repented of, you want to do that if you're going to take communion. You don't want to meet the Lord Jesus with your sin. You want to repent of it and then come to the supper table and receive the blessing from the Lord. So if you want to repent of any sins that you've committed, and of course forgive anyone that has hurt you, and you believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, join us for communion. Luke twenty-two nineteen through 20 says, And Jesus took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Brother Joseph? Amen. Um, when, we, uh, when we drink the cup, uh, we say, Hail to my King Jesus three times. It's an honor of the Trinity. Uh, when Jesus went to the cross before, before the foundations of the world, because God knew man was going to sin. Uh, the Father and the Holy Spirit and, and, and Jesus all had to be in agreement um, that it would happen. And Jesus said, I always do what my Father says. And so basically they were all in agreement to have Jesus hung on the cross like a piece of meat for um, people uh, who were um, um, sinners which is everybody. Uh, he who knew sin became sin, so we could be the righteousness of God. And so what we do is we say, Hail to my King Jesus three times, and then hail to our King Jesus. Uh, and that means the worldwide taking communion right now. Baruch atah Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who commands us to eat bread from the earth. Father God, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, for dying a vicious death on the cross. Father God, so that, Lord God, um, Father God, our sins could be forgiven, Lord. Uh, by your stripes, as Pastor Paul said, Lord God, we were healed. But first we're healed of what it says in Psalm 103, verse 2. It says, you heal us, forgive us of our sins first. And then heal us of all our diseases. So we thank you for that package deal, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for your broken body. If anybody has any sickness in their body right now, and we're taking communion, I just speak forth healing by the power of the Holy Ghost into your body. For that's part of the covenant of the New Testament, of the will that the Lord left, that, Father God, healing is the children's bread. So I speak forth physical, mental, emotional, and financial healing to the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake with the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. Hallelujah. Blessed art thou, Lord our God, King of the universe, who commands us to drink fruit from the vine. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to our King Jesus. Thank you, Father. There's power in your blood, healing in your blood, deliverance in your blood, faith in your blood, hope in your blood, peace in your blood, joy in your blood, love in your blood, mercy in your blood, and great grace in your blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. We thank you for white as snow because of your blood, Father. You threw our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Remember them no more as far as east is from the west. Lord God, the eraser that erased our our sins on the blackboard, Father, going from Maine to California in this country, Father, and other countries just keep on going, keep on going, 
from the east to the west. We thank you with your broken body and your shed blood. Thank you, Father, for building up our immune system, Father God, as we take communion, Lord God. Thank you for putting a wall of fire around us, Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5, so that no influenza, no pneumonia, no, Father God, flu, no coronavirus can attack us, Father, and hurt, harm us, Lord God, that it hit you and die. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to take communion, your most precious sacrament that you gave us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake with the broken, by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, what an honor to have you here tonight, Amen. Brother Paul. And uh, Brother Paul, would you like to give out any contact information for your ministry? Yes. Uh, it, it is a uh, All Nations Church of God in Hillsboro, New Jersey. Fantastic. My email is a past. Yes, give that my email. My email is a past. Yeah, pastorlee4 at gmail.com. And you can write something there. That is awesome. So you're in Hillsbury, New Jersey. That's your email. And do you have a website for your church? I don't at okay. this time. Okay. Well, what an honor to have you on tonight. We'd love to have you back. And Brother Joseph, give out contact information for your ministry. Well, praise God. Uh, we have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, you can see Brother Shannon's testimony on there. Um, uh, you just go to YouTube and put his name in, Shannon Davis, forward slash New Hope in the Lord. And you can uh, see Brother Shannon and uh, hear his testimony and um, subscribe. Uh, we have a playlist there you can hit, and there's over 20 different categories, maybe towards 25 different categories, that you can see all different types of people and situations, and and, and that they've come to Christ. And tell others about the channel, too, um, because it's all about people getting saved and, and uh, to give God the glory. Uh, we have a, a website, which is newhopeinthelord.com. And there's a lot of uh, good things on there. You want to send me an email? Uh, you want prayer? Uh, it's uh, Brother Joe at newhopeinthelord.com. And if you'd like to contribute uh, to the work that we're doing, uh, we've been doing work for many, many, many years for the Lord, and you'll be blessed. Uh, PayPal.me forward slash Cohen727 or through Zell. Uh, rev.joseph at aol.com Fantastic. Thank you Brother Joseph for setting this up and thank you Pastor Paul yeah. for being our special guest tonight. We appreciate you my friend. Thank you. God bless you both. God bless you. Love you Brother Shannon. God, God bless you. you. Love you all too. Thank you. Folks, stand by. We're going to set up for our next program. we got Brother Gregory Ellis coming on now. Here we go. <laughs> 